How many of us like change? Why'd you laugh? Nobody likes change? Anybody like change at all? Yeah? Anybody not like change? <laughs> More hands that don't like change. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, change can be hard, can't it? And, uh, and welcome today, by the way. Uh, I'm Ryan, and uh, we'll be sharing the word today. And uh, change is happening right here. This is uh, kind of a new adventure for us. Um, both pastors are actually um, gone, and uh, I have the opportunity to uh, open the word and uh, see what God has for us. But uh, as we uh, are entering in the season of change, um, we're going to look at what, uh, what change looks like. How does that affect us, not only as individuals, followers of Jesus, and uh, those that call Blessed Hope uh, their home church, what does that look like for us as individuals, but also as a body moving forward? Um, Because change can be difficult, change can be hard, and change can be uncomfortable. But uh, as we open up God's Word... uh, as Christians, as followers of Jesus, we're, we're changing, right? We're changing. And, uh, and God wants to change us. And so if you've got your Bibles today, um, turn to 2 Corinthians 5.17. 2 Corinthians 5.17 is where I'll be uh, talking from today. Um, it's a familiar verse, but it talks about about change and what that looks like. So 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So therefore is... If you see the word therefore in the Bible, you've got to kind of look back to a previous verse and kind of get an understanding because it's uh, referring back to what the verse says before that. So if we look back a verse, and therefore it says, From now on we regard not no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him, thus no longer. So if we look back at that verse, therefore, kind of brings, uh, brings together the work of God and the response of humanity. So if we look at that, we look and see what God has done, and what is our response to that? What does that look like? Do we, do we believe what God has done for us? Do we acknowledge what God has done for us? And what is our response to that? So therefore, brings together the work of God and the response of humanity. So what is our response to that truth? Do we believe that? Do we believe what God has done in your life, in our life? And even as uh, I wasn't part of the start of Blessed Hope Church, but... As I've talked to people and as I've kind of visited with people, God had a plan for Blessed Hope Church. God brought Pastor Blair to help start the church. 
And then after Pastor Blair left, Pastor Matt came along, Pastor David. God has been at work. And as we look back on that, we can see that God has been at work. And as we begin this new change, this new season, God is still going to be at work, right? Thank you. God is still at work, right? Yeah, God is, God is still going to do something here. Even though change can be hard, we need to look back and see what God has done. And he is the same as he was yesterday. He is the same God. He is faithful. He's going to see us through it. Does that make it easy? It can make it hard sometimes. Because <laughs> I don't see the end result. God does. And all God is requiring of us is that we walk by faith and not by sight. All that we, God is asking of us that we are obedient. And sometimes it's hard to be obedient when I can't see the end result. Right? But God has a plan. So therefore, as we look back at what God has done, not only in my life and your life, but this church's life, God has a plan. So therefore... If anyone is in Christ, I like that word, if anyone. Any, if anyone is pretty inclusive, isn't it? All inclusive. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, it's all inclusive. Anyone can come to know Christ. God has made a way. Anyone can make that decision. God has made a way. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Again, all-inclusive. So therefore, looking back in what God has done and what God is doing, if anyone is in Christ, it's all-inclusive. And the thing that I, I want us to be careful about is you must be in Christ to make everything after it true. You must be in Christ to make everything after it true. That if you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and have acknowledged him as your Lord and Savior and turned away from your sins. If you have made that commitment, if you have made that decision to trust in Jesus, you are a new creation. And from that day forward, when you made that decision, God is at work. God is stirring you, and God is making you into a new creation. May not be an instantaneous thing, because it's a process. It's a process of growing. It's a process of trusting. So if you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you are in Christ. And everything moving forward in your walk with Christ. Together we move forward as a body. Together we move forward in trusting in what God is doing and what God wants to do. That God has a plan and purpose. 
And so if you are in Christ, if you have trusted in Christ as your Savior, uh, the first truth is that you belong to Christ. He is yours. He has bought you. John 1.12. You are in Christ. You are, God. you are God's. You are his child. You are his child if you've made that public commitment to trust in him. The second promise is that you have been saved by the power of Christ. It's nothing that I have done. It's nothing that you have done. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. For it is by grace we have been saved through faith, not of ourselves, lest we boast. It is by the power of Christ that we have been saved. Nothing that I've done, nothing that you've done, nothing that blessed hope has done, but it is by the power of Christ that we have been saved and made right and brought into a relationship that we are Jesus. We are Christ. And the third thing is that we are united with Christ, that we have unity together. We have unity together as, as followers of Jesus, as disciples of Jesus. We are united. And I, and I want us to, to try something here, so just bear along with me, okay? Change is hard. But how... A lot of us get comfortable sitting in our same seats, don't we? <laughs> Why is that? Why do we just pick our same seats all the time? I got plenty of room up front. This guy over here is lonely. I mean, why do we pick our seats? Why do we think there are seats? We're a body. We're united by Christ. So, if it's okay, and if you're comfortable with that, change seats. Find somebody you don't know. Go sit by them for the rest of the sermon, okay? Change is hard. Go introduce yourself to somebody else. We're united by Christ. Okay? Okay, yeah, thank you, thank you, okay. I'm going to come over here and sit by you and finish preaching. <laughs> uh, you don't care? All right. All right, all right, all right. Who are you going to go sit by? I'm comfortable. Okay, you're comfortable. All right, fair enough, fair enough. You're all right. I can sit there and preach. Welcome to the front row. See? Isn't this great? Yeah, yeah. You're not alone now. Oh. Now, this is a pastor's seats up here, but welcome, guys. <laughs> welcome, welcome. That's awesome. You guys are awesome. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Is my mic on? Okay. That better? Okay. Everybody hear me? Am I okay? Oh, yes. Looks much better. Thanks for participating in change, okay? Yes, we are a body of believers united together in Christ, right? 
And so as a body, we need to get to know each other a little bit. Change is hard. But I think you guys did fine. Okay? You get to know somebody new. You get to meet other people. And you never know how God is going to use you to help someone else. Amen? That's what we're called to do. We're called to help each other grow. And so thank you for changing. Yes, the front row, that's awesome, okay? So, therefore, therefore, if we are in Christ, it's all inclusive, we are, we belong to Christ through a personal relationship with Jesus. You have been saved by the power of Christ, not of myself, not of yourselves, not of blessed hope, but by Jesus. And you are united with Christ. We are family. We're together. Okay? Next part of the verse. He is a new creation. New implies transformation. Something has to change, okay? We are a new creation. Something has to change. And again, change is hard. But Paul is saying here that if you are a new creation in Christ, there's going to be some change involved, okay? There's going to be a change. We, if you have Jesus in your heart and you know him as your Savior, guess what? You're under new ownership, right? We're not part of the enemy anymore. God has bought us. God has purchased us. He's redeemed us. He has forgiven us. He has made us new, and, and part of the change is that we need to recognize who our new owner is. It's Christ. So Christ, we are a new creation. Something's got to change. We got to, something's got to change. And what's that change look like? The, uh, the New Living Translation says, The old life is gone. A new life has began, begun. That's pretty straightforward, isn't it? The old life is gone. We have a new life in Christ. So what's going to change? Our old life, right? Our old life is going to change. How we used to talk. How we used to interact with people. How we used to go about our, our work. How we conduct ourselves. That all changes when we are New in Christ. We have a new ownership. And God has given us the power of the Holy Spirit to help make that change, right? We have the power of the Holy Spirit to help with our change. Because change is not easy. And change is something that's hard to do alone. And praise God that we have a church body of believers here at Blessed Hope that want to work together as a body, to move forward as a body, as we make this change, as we transition. And I like the word creation. As I was looking that word up, that word creation has a meaning of the original state of what it was intended for. And so as I did some more research, it went back to creation. When God created man in his own image, 
Things were perfect. And then man sinned. And when we are born, we are born into sin. But if you are a new person in Christ, if you have accepted him, he is making you new. You have been made back to the original state to have a relationship with God the Father. That makes sense? Everybody tracking with that? That that word creation means that we have a right relationship with God. Praise God for that. Because it's nothing that I've done. God did all the work. Jesus died on the cross for my sins. And through faith and trust in Him, I have a right relationship with God the Father. Through faith in Jesus. That's what that new creation is. Is that we have been made right with God so that we can have fellowship with Him. That we can walk with God. Doesn't mean we do it perfectly. Just ask my wife. Not going to do it perfectly. But you know what? It's by God's grace and His mercy that we grow in our faith, in our walk. So, if you are a new creation in Christ, you have a new relationship with God the Father that was the same as it was when He created man in His own image. Isn't that exciting? And someday, someday, we're going we're gonna to be in heaven. <laughs> And that'll be a glorious day. That's going to be a glorious day when we are in heaven worshiping God as he is. So you are that new creation. So what does that look like? What, what are the changes? What are the changes that need to take place as we um, grow together in Christ? Uh, the first one is our new beginning is in Christ. We've kind of talked about that. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. We have been made right with God. Nothing that I've done. We have a new relationship with Christ. We have a new identity. You belong to Christ. You're made new. The old is gone. The new has come. You have a new identity. The fourth one is you have a new destiny in Christ. We are citizens of heaven when you have Christ, when you live for Christ, when you're in Christ. Your destiny is heaven, and someday we're going to experience that. And what again, what a glorious day that'll be. But until then, God is at work. God is, is doing a work in us. Not only as individuals, but also as a body. We have a new position in Christ. We have new power in Christ. Again, when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are in Christ. God sent the Holy Spirit to dwell within you. To help you 
grow in your faith, to help you with your understanding of who he is as you walk. You have new power. And finally, the last one, you have new purpose. When you're made new, you have a new purpose. You have a purpose in Christ. God has made you. God has created you. God has gifted you for a purpose. And sometimes it can be hard to find that purpose, can it? (laughs) Sometimes it can be hard to find out what that purpose is. It can be scary. Because there's that word change again. It would require us to make changes. <laughs> and that can be scary, but you know what? God has made you, equipped you, and saved you for a specific reason. And that is to glorify Him and to bring honor to His name. And as we get going here into the fall season, as we begin to kick some things off, God... There's going to be opportunities for us to get plugged in, to grow in our relationship with Christ, to find out what is your gift, where do you fit in, what is it that God made you for? What does that new creation look like for you? Get plugged in. Try something. If it doesn't work, guess what? Try something else. (laughs) But God has made you for a specific reason. Keep trying. Find out what that gift is. Get plugged in. Find a group where you can go and you can study together. Open up God's word. Be accountable. Begin that process of change. Yes, it's scary. But guess what? God has overcome that fear. And God has created us for fellowship. God has created us to walk with each other. Even when we don't sometimes understand the end result, God has a plan and purpose. And if you're engaged in in a Bible study or whatever it is, you know what, you're growing. You're changing. You're becoming that new creation that God has has for you. It takes work, too. You're probably thinking, man, I, th- this is sounding really hard. <laughs> it's hard. You don't like change. Why do it? Why? Because God loves you and made you for a specific purpose. That's why Jesus died on the cross. Willingly, he died on the cross for you. To buy you, to redeem you, to restore the right relationship to God the Father. That's why Jesus went to the cross. So that you could have a right relationship. So that you could have purpose. So that you could have power. So that you could have 
opportunities to grow in your faith. So therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, everything's become new. And I want to close with... uh, How many of you guys have been going through the... uh, Anybody go through any of these books here? Discipleship books. Anybody gone through some of these? They're awesome, aren't they? And I've been going through this. Uh, This is Discipleship Track 2. And um, and in it, it talks about a new life in Christ. And uh, it has a question here that I'm going to kind of wrap things up with is, what happened? What happened to your old ways? What happened to your old way of living when you became a Christian? And what exists in its place? And then what does that mean for the way you live now? What does your new life in Christ look like? What does it look like now? And what have you replaced your old life with? Or have you replaced it with anything? Very challenging stuff. Because you know who it centers on? It centers on me. What have I me. It's personal. But it also helps us to examine what does your new life look like in Christ? Because I have to admit sometimes, and I don't have to say this because everybody knows that life is busy. (laughs) Life gets busy. And sometimes we don't have those moments when we pause and say, okay, what does my new life look like in Christ? What changes are you making? And again, are coming up this fall, are you going to get plugged in to a community group? Are you going to get plugged into something? Because if you don't, there's a really good chance you're not going to grow in your relationship with Christ by yourself. It's almost impossible. I don't say that to guilt anybody. But examine where you are in your new life with Christ. And what do you want to do about that? Where do you want to go with your new life in Christ? And then, again, how does that affect the way you live? And today is the first day that, again, we don't have a a pastor, Matt. As Blake said earlier, we live in a small community. People are going to start talking. And as a new 
creation in Christ as a body, what are we going to do about that when people do start talking? How are we going to engage in those conversations? How do we engage them? And for some of us, how do we not engage in a negative way? How do we not engage in a negative way? What does that look like? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is, the old has, the new has. Good. Now can we say it together? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. The new has come. Amen? Okay? Told you I was almost done. And I am almost done. In this discipleship track book, there's a, uh, there's a letter that was written by an African pastor in Zimbabwe. And maybe some of you have heard it before, but I thought it really is going to fit in here. And this, I will close with this, okay? So this is a letter that was written by an African pastor from Zimbabwe. It was found in his desk after he was martyred for his faith in Jesus. And I'm going to read it, and then we can kind of close with that and reflect on what that looks like for us this, this upcoming week. He says... I'm part of the fellowship of the unashamed. I have the Holy Spirit power. The die has been cast. I have stepped over the line. The decision has been made. I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. I won't look back, let up, slow down, back away, or be still. My past is redeemed. My present makes sense. My future is secure. I'm finished and done with low living. Sight walking, smooth knees, colorless dreams, tamed visions, worldly talking, cheap giving, and dwarfed goals. I no longer need permanence, prosperity, position, promotions, popularity. I do not have to be right, first, tops, recognized, praised, regarded, or rewarded. I am, I live by faith now, lean in his presence walk by patience, arm uplifted by prayer, and I labor with power. My face is set, my, my gate is fast, my goal is heaven. My road is narrow, my way rough, my companions are few. My guide is reliable, my mission is clear. I won't give up, shut up, let up until I have stayed up, stored up, prayed up for the cause of Jesus Christ. I must go till he comes, give till I drop, preach till everyone knows, work till he stops me, and when he comes for his own, he will have no trouble. Recognizing me because of my banner will have been clear. Wouldn't that be exciting if we all grab a hold of that? Just think of what we could do if every single one of us got plugged in 
started growing in Christ. Just think of the impact we could have. But it takes us together, working together, loving together, weeping together, all because of Jesus Christ. There's power in unity. And there's power in being a new creation in Christ. So if you would stand with me, I will close us in prayer. And then we could be dismissed. Gracious Heavenly Father, uh, you are so good. You are so faithful. Uh, and, and Lord, you desire to, um, to love on us. Lord, you desire to work through us. Lord, you desire to do so many great things. And yet, Lord, I confess in my own life, sometimes I, I, I just, I don't. And yet, Lord, today, just remind us that we are a new creation in Christ. The old has gone. The new has come, and we put on Jesus Christ today. As we leave, as we go forward, Lord, may we reflect on what that looks like for us, not only as individuals but as a body. Uh, Lord, you have a plan and purpose. And, Lord, we want to be obedient to whatever that looks like. Lord, whether we need to change and, and get out of our comfort zone, Lord, whether we need to engage in conversations with people, or, Lord, maybe even as simple as just getting to know our neighbor here. Would you help us? Would you unite us? Lord, as we want to do your work. But, Lord, your work requires that we are obedient, and we pray that we want to be obedient, Lord, to what you're doing. Father, we give you all the praise, all the glory, and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. You are dismissed.